This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 279. Prediction, bank on yourself hits another all-time record high. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Wait a minute, you didn't know we had a YouTube channel? That's right, we put content that we don't put anywhere else on YouTube, and you need to see it to believe it. So be sure to follow, like, and subscribe our channel so you won't miss a thing. Happy New Year to those listening to these episodes as they drop. For many of us, it is good riddance to 2022, while others of us had a phenomenal year last year. But as we enter into this brave new world, this new territory, no matter when you're listening to this, you've never lived this day before. What will your world be like at the end of this year? What unexpected externalities, news events, personal events might change your life forever, either for the good or for worse? Life, you know, has a funny way of throwing us some curveballs, some sliders, change-ups, and many people are just trying to adjust and then knock the ball out of the park while other people get smacked in the face. And in many ways, this is a mystery in life, but there are some strategies. There are some grips you can take on the bat, a special kind of swing you can take to take a crack at life again this year. So I start with the fundamental belief personally that I am not just subject to the stars that I am not just a tennis ball floating down the gutter of life. Sure, I'm influenced by my environment. I don't think anyone should live their life in denial that they're impacted by their surroundings. I mean, if interest rates rise to triple digits next Tuesday, if grocery stores close down, if ATMs go offline and the internet gets shut off, then that's definitely going to impact me no matter how much I want to say otherwise. We cannot control as much as we think we can. But we can influence more than we think we can. Some things in life are just going to happen. They're just about as certain as we can say about anything. The sun will set tonight, and next morning the sun will rise. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you have the ability to make an impact on the world around you. I personally would rather be a thermostat than a thermometer in my own life. You see, I don't want to just merely reflect my environment. I want to be able to influence it for the good. And I realize that there is an extreme on both sides of that equation there. But I personally would rather fall on the side of reaching for things that are outside of my control, outside of my grasp, than fail to impact the world in even a small or meaningful way. Steve Jobs famously said that he was going to put a dent in the universe. So when your money is in certain financial vehicles, it's hard to know how your year is going to go. What will the stock market be doing? At the end of this year, nobody knows. Last year in 2022, we started the year looking great in the market, but then we had some dramatic volatility. In addition, we saw mortgage rates double and we saw markets tumble, in some cases by over 35%. We saw inflation tick up to the highest it's been in my lifetime. Now, how do you think the stock market will do this year with all those headwinds? Hard to say, right? 
How will your business perform? If you own a small business, how will your sales play out this year? I just met a business owner recently who is absolutely just impressing me to no end. He started his business years ago from scratch and he sells high ticket clothing. Now, for over a decade, he's made an incredible seven figure business, profitable for him, profitable for his other business partners. He recently told me, though, that he's seeing market shifts underneath him, shifting like an earthquake. The eagerness of his customers to pay top dollar for shoes and clothing and more is waning dramatically, he says. His margins are being cut by 50 to 70%. What will his business be like at the end of this year? What about your business if you have one? And if you don't own a business, if you're fully reliant on that W-2 income from the day job, isn't that just as risky as owning a business, if not even more risky? Even major corporations like Facebook and more are laying off tens of thousands of workers. And I've met with several of those employees recently unemployed from some of these big tech firms. Although they're highly educated in their tech field, it's not a guarantee that they will find a replacement income anytime soon. So let's talk about the primary way people prepare for an uncertain future in this country. The typical primary way is they invest in stocks. Of course, they say that over the long term, stocks will outperform any other asset class and give them financial freedom that they so desire. But is it really true? I recently had the privilege of taking my daughter to Disneyland. We had a fantastic time, and she is still fully on board with the princess mode. I mean, Tinkerbell was like one of the highlights of her year this year. Now, one of the roller coasters that we jumped on at Disneyland was Goofy's Sky School. Now, I had no clue what this ride was till I jumped in it. And as you're sitting in a normal roller coaster box seat, the theme of this particular ride is Goofy, the character Goofy, teaching you how to fly an airplane. And of course, you can imagine he is not exactly Orville Wright or Amelia Earhart. The roller coaster is throwing you left and right, up and down. It slams on the brakes and then shoots forward with surprising G-forces. I mean, quite honestly, it was such a herky-jerky ride, I wouldn't recommend it as far as roller coasters go. And that said, it taught me an interesting lesson about financial planning. With the constant starting, stopping, pushing and shoving, quick drops, lurches forward and backward, it really made me think about the stock market. It made me think about volatility. Now, there was very little consistency to this ride, which was fine for about 90 seconds of fun with my six-year-old, but I wouldn't want to sit on that roller coaster for 35 years, which is, of course, how long many of us hope to live in our retirement years. Now, there is a myth of average returns in the stock market that over a long period of time, we will average 8 to 10%. And the market itself might actually do that, and mathematically, the market might achieve that 8 to 10% return. But the trouble is, it's constantly breaking compounding when it drops. It is not an efficient ride. Let's say, on average, the speed of Goofy's roller coaster ride was about 10 miles an hour. Now, I have no idea if that's accurate, but let's just say it was 10 miles an hour on the average. And that might factually be true, but what was my experience of that average speed? Was it a slow, steady, consistent, creamy peanut butter kind of roller coaster ride? No, of course not. There were times we might be going 40 miles an hour, and then times we were slamming on the brakes to a complete stop. There was no acceleration or compounding in any meaningful way. 
And just like that, the market is just as soon to slam on the brakes when you have $1,000 in your retirement account or you have $1 million in your retirement account. See, when it loses 35% like it did in 2022 and you only had $1,000 to your name, you don't mind it. Oh, wow, $1,000, it drops to 650 bucks. Who cares at that point, right? But if you're at a million-dollar valuation and you lose 35%, you just lost $350,000. Pretty soon, we're talking about real money here. The same is true with your business. Your business might get gobbled up by competitors or pushed out by big corporations or replaced with robots or software. That might be survivable if you're 25 years old. You know, you can retool, pick yourself up, and try again. But if you're 65 years old and your business gets disrupted like that, and you cannot sell your $4 million business like you thought you could, now it's only worth forty grand. boy, that could be a big problem if you were relying on your business as a primary golden parachute, which so many business owners do. They think their business is going to be what gives them their retirement. But there's nothing inherently guaranteed about the value of your business, and there's nothing inherently efficient about the stock market or your business or even real estate. The market simply does not care if you're about to retire and need that money for yourself. It's just going to continue on that roller coaster forever. It will be just as inefficient when you're 25 years old as when you are 75 years old. It will be consistently breaking compound growth, losing value in the market, dropping, and surging forward again, just like Goofy's flying school roller coaster. Now, a question I often ask clients is, when do you want your money growing at its most efficient? Now or in retirement? Now, what about you? I'm curious. What, you know, my first gut reaction when I hear that question, when do you want your money growing at its most efficient? Well, I want my money growing efficiently right now. Thank you very much. But having my best money years today means I have to give up more efficiency later on in my life when I need that money the most. When inflation has eroded away the value of my money and I can no longer earn it through an income, that's when I want my money at its most efficient. But if I take the most efficient years today, my least efficient years are going to be when I'm in retirement. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be like an old car in my retirement, right? Your car that you recently purchased, the brand new car might run efficiently when you first buy it, gets great gas mileage, whatever, but it begins to start to smell funny and start to break down as those years progress. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be great if you could get your car better and better gas mileage every year you drove it? What would that feel like? What if the battery in your smartphone improved over time and you could keep a charge for three days, three weeks, or even three months without needing to charge it? As it got older, the software got faster. If you want efficiency with your money, you have to look for ways to consistently compound your wealth and, crucially, Never lose compound growth. You need a linear return. That's the fancy word here, instead of a volatile return. This is why I do not care about averages and why we call our show Not Your Average Financial Podcast. So let's take a look at Bank on Yourself designed whole life insurance. Now, it's been my contention for years that life insurance, cash value life insurance, actually gets better with age. It gets more and more efficient every single year. Now, many in the oh-so-average financial media will argue that the rate of return of whole life insurance is meager and represents a foolish financial move because you could do so much better by investing in the stock market, they say. 
Others suggest that a stable, consistent return is more efficient the longer you can keep it and it'll be an attractive alternative to investment options. And in this way, life insurance gives us the ride of our lifetime. Many people will look at life insurance spreadsheets and illustrations, and they'll poo-poo them and say, hey, the rate of return on this illustration or this spreadsheet on this whole life policy, the rate of return was meager. It was, let's say, X percent, commenting on how pathetic that return was as compared to the, quote, average returns of the stock market. Now, virtually everybody who writes scathing reviews of life insurance online have no familiarity with how real compounding really works within a life insurance contract. So I looked at a number of clients who have policies in force with us at Lake Growth Financial Services. These policies are spread amongst a diverse group of clients. They are different ages, different genders, different policy sizes, and even the duration of payments were different. All of these policies were designed for maximum cash accumulation and designed with that as their primary goal in mind. In other words, we weren't trying to pump up a big death benefit. We were looking to really flood this policy with as much efficient cash growth as possible. So looking at the enforced data on these policies and calculating an effective internal rate of return showed me they had an average uh, rate of return of slightly over 4% yield. This means that our clients on average will earn about 4% in the upcoming year, 2023. Now, some will be closer to 5.5%, but none are significantly lower than that 4% I mentioned. But all of them have been in force for over five years. So one client in particular has had his policy since 2013. So we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary this year. Now, when he started his policy, he was still very skeptical but felt like it made sense for him to put in, at that time, $650 a month. Now, fast forward 10 years now to 2023. He will have a cash value this year of $86,700. Wow, that's an increase of $11,000 from last year's cash value of $75,700. So remember, he'll have only put in $650 a month. That's $7,800 a year. So this means that he got all of his money back. Remember, the growth of the policy was over $11,000. So he got all of his money back, all $650 a month, plus another 30%. Guys, realize that's an annualized internal return of over 70%. That is incredible for life insurance. Heck, that's incredible for anything these days. Tell me where else he could put $650 a month this year where he would get that kind of return on his money in one year. If you put $650 a month into a savings account, at the end of the year, you would have essentially 0% return. If you put that money into the stock market, you might get 30% return, or you might lose 30% or even more. What about crypto or real estate or anything else? And that's not the end of it. Fast forward to this guy's year 25 when he's much older. The policy is getting more efficient, right? Is it getting less efficient as he gets older? That's how it works with term insurance. That's how it works with the stock market, but not with whole life insurance. In fact, whole life insurance becomes more efficient. He's still putting in that boring old $650 a month, which again is $7,800 a year, but the increase in his cash in the 25th year was $17,300. It went up from three hundred eight grand to $326,000. That's two. 0.2 times the premium he paid in that year. That's a 220% annualized yield on that year's contributions. 
That's certainly more than the increase of $11,000 that he had way back in 2023. Now, clients are getting at, to this point in their policies at our firm, and they're asking me, just like this client asked me, this one skeptical client, he asked me, Mark, how can I put even more money into my policy? And I gave him bad news. I said, the worst part about this is you cannot put more than your original planned contribution. His $650 a month, we specifically designed for his particular policy to be the maximum. Every policy comes with it a ceiling. So think of that. Think of what he's able to do. Think of how that might impact you. If even just a portion of your overall financial life had a predictable and even guaranteed yield with dividends that are, of course, not guaranteed, but have been paid for over 100 years, that in just five years or 10 years or 25 years might show his kind of results. So as a life insurance policy ages and the cash value increases, the accumulation of that cash value through guaranteed growth and even non-guaranteed components of the policy is dramatic. It's significant. I mean, could you possibly get better than 4% over the last five years in the stock market? Sure. Maybe with the benefit of hindsight, you'd be able to find many things that could beat 4%. But I can tell you that our clients cannot go back in time and change where they put their money. Five years ago, we didn't know what the stock market would do, either surging forward or taking a dramatic fall like it did in early 2020 and again all throughout the year in 2022. We didn't know that there would be major crypto scams hitting the news headlines, freezing people's money. We didn't know that mortgage rates on rental properties would double, cutting into cash flows on real estate properties and cap rates. We didn't even know bonds would fall in value as interest rates have risen to combat dramatic inflation. We didn't know that there would be a major worldwide pandemic that would impact the lives of billions of people. The point is, our clients didn't know five years ago what would happen when they started their policies. So what will happen in markets and in your financial life this year, next year? And in the years to come, nobody knows. That's the problem. Will you have an incredible market lurch forward or will you see your market portfolio drop like a stone? Will you get a pay raise at your job or will you be laid off? Will your business see growth or trouble this year? The problem is nobody knows. It's an inefficient machine. But when your policy gets more and more efficient every year, you know with absolute certainty, as certain as you can be in the financial universe, that you will see an increase of your net worth and your cash value will hit an all-time record high again this year, just like it did last year and the next year. In fact, I'm willing to make that prediction right here on this podcast today. Now, every one of my clients that have whole life insurance policies will see another all-time record high in their net worth of their policies this year. In fact, we can lean on that guarantee of the life insurance companies. They provide that all-time record high. How many financial planners do you know that can say that as this year gets started? I literally sign my name next to the guarantee with every client who sets a policy up with me. Let me ask you this question. If you're working with somebody besides a bank on yourself professional for your financial plan, with all their rosy market projections and average market returns, is your current financial planner willing to sign his or her name next to those projections and give you a guaranteed minimum net worth in 30 years. What about 10 years? Hey, you know what? I'll even settle for one. Would a financial planner that you work with today that gives you stocks, bonds, research, advice in the market, would they sign their name next to a one-year guarantee saying that you will guaranteed have a certain number in your market-based portfolio? How about one year? How about one month? 
If not, if they're not willing to sign their name next to that minimum guaranteed number, how can they call that a financial plan if they have no clue what your net worth is going to be when it's time to tap into it? Aren't they just playing Goofy's Flying School with your money? There's nothing fun about being put into a box and stuck with the stock market for 30 plus years. So we have to find better and more manageable ways to deal with this thing called money. And efficiency is something that I think many financial planners don't pay much attention to. So as we wrap up this episode, think about which parts of your portfolio you want growing at its most efficient for the rest of your life. Do you want it to be simply just at the whims of Goofy's flying school with your money? Or do you want at least a portion of your portfolio put into something that will absolutely hit an all-time record high this year, the next year, and for the rest of your life? So thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your efficiency, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.